You're listening to the Intama Podcast, where we help you to generate new growth opportunities for your firm. Intama is not a financial advisor, and the contents of this podcast are for information purposes only. You should consider seeking independent legal, financial, taxation, or other advice to check how the information relates to your unique circumstances. This is your host, Ray Jarney. Hi there, welcome to this next podcast in our series on managed accounts, where we look at some of the uh, first few steps that you need to think about uh, when you're looking at whether or not a managed account solution is right for your business. Often the question we get asked is, where do I start? What do I do first? And, and or what do I need to consider? So what we're going to do today is just go through some simple steps, some of the, the core steps that you need to take uh, when you're uh, going down this path of looking at managed accounts for your business. I think step one is to start with your value proposition and to think about what role your business wants to play in the advice that you provide your clients. So for instance, for some advisors, they want to just provide strategic advice, that's their key role, and they may provide some advice around a client's asset allocation, but they generally don't tend to get involved in a significant way in managing their client's underlying investments, be it selecting those investments or the ongoing management of those investments. For advisors like this, we think it's highly unlikely that they will ever want or need to create their own managed accounts solution. For others, their value proposition extends further and they tend to play a pivotal role in the creation of portfolios for clients and the ongoing management and oversight of those portfolios and investments. They may be looking for a way to deepen and strengthen their investment service and their client experience when it comes to their investment service. So they're looking at how, they may be looking at how they want manage and advise on these clients' investments and want to do so in a more robust and efficient way. And also we find that if an advisor is looking to provide an actively and dynamically managed portfolio investment service, then they may be looking for a more effective way to make timely changes to their clients' portfolios while also reducing the administration and compliance burden that often comes with making changes to portfolios, suggesting those changes and implementing those or rebalancing time. I I should also say that we think it's imperative at this point to then circle back and look at your client and what the client needs. So while your value proposition is is important and we suggest you start by looking at that, you should test that and then go back and look at what your clients are actually looking at. So always start from the client first and what their needs are. And think about how are their needs and experiences and outcomes actually being met today? What are they looking for? And how are they going to improve if you introduce a managed account solution? So what's their current experience and what are you trying to improve? And then also ask yourself what role you want to play in creating and then overseeing the management of these of the service and whether or not you in fact need your own service if that were to be a private label service or a white label service. Or do you simply just make available um, one of the many managed accounts offers that are out there provided by third parties, which your clients can invest in? Each of these options has significant differences um, in time and effort and investment and the cost that you incur and the role and responsibility that you take on. So clearly, if you're looking at actually creating and offering your own service, um, that's going to take a lot more time, effort, resource, cost, and input to get going and and as well as ongoing uh, support services as opposed to you just simply offering a managed accounts 
solution that a third party may provide to your clients as part of your approved list. What we've found in our work with practices is that we start by conducting this review and asking the, the business and the owners some of these key questions to help them really uncover and determine what's important to them, what's important to their business, and what's important to their clients. We then sort of try to help them work out the issues and problems that they're actually trying to solve and guide them through and overview the process, oversee the process rather, so that they can fully understand the options available to them. I think step two, once you've looked at the value prop, after looking at the value prop and considering your client's needs, and really, as we said in step one, uncovering what it is you're trying to solve, I think step two is without doubt um, to go and speak to your licensee if you're with a licensee, unless you hold your own AFSL. But we think that once you've determined what it is that you're trying to actually create and deliver, you need to go and talk to uh, the licensee that you're authorised under. Now typically a lot of people are authorised uh, representatives of a licensee or a dealer group, so it's critical to speak to them as soon as you can, as soon as you have an idea of what it is you're trying to achieve and deliver to the clients, to your clients. We, in our experience, you simply can't progress very far without having this conversation uh, because you need you need their involvement as there are a number of legal, regulatory and licensing issues which you need to talk through with your licensee to determine whether indeed you can deliver what you think you want to through your current licensee arrangement. Licensees are likely um, to regulate your options and, and they may suggest or, or in some cases dictate that you utilise one or more of their current arrangements or solutions which they may have on their approved product lists. And depending on the licensee or dealer group, uh, they may sort of support and assist you to varying degrees in terms of the plans that you have for your business. So I think this is a very important step. And, and depending on the licensee you're with and their position on the, on the sort of options that you raise with them, it may actually, we found that it may actually uncover bigger, longer term strategic issues that actually could be a roadblock for your business in any case um, whether or not you offer a managed account solution. So I think it's important to understand where your business is heading, what things you want to try and uh, deliver and achieve to your clients and have that conversation with your licensee to make sure that it can be done. Step three is what I sort of call the legal issues. Now, whether you're authorised through a third-party AFSL or whether you hold your own AFSL, the point here is that there are numerous regulatory and legal issues that you need to consider. Your licensee will either advise you on these or you will need your own independent legal advice. But there is a myriad of regulatory licensing and legal issues that you will need to consider. And we've assisted a number of clients to seek out this advice from trusted and reputable providers uh, where they need to and sort of remain involved with them every step of the way where they need that level of support. For example, an important consideration um, right up early in the consideration phase is the legal structure that you wish to adopt or you're able to adopt in order to offer your clients a managed account solution. For instance, whether you offer the service through a managed discretionary account license, which is commonly referred to as an MDA, or whether you employ a managed investment scheme structure through a registered product disclosure statement are options that you need to explore. The answer may depend on factors you may not control, like whether your licensee holds an MDA license or is prepared to allow its authorised reps to operate under its MDA, and if so, under what conditions, restrictions, and so on. In addition, the platform that you're using, the administration platform, or the one that you end up using, will also determine this, as they may only offer one structure or support one structure over another. 
Now, there are many other steps you need to undertake, uh, like thinking about an investment committee, whether you partner with an asset consultant, a technology solution or administration platform that's best suited to what you're trying to deliver. But in this podcast, we've covered some of the first basic steps that we think you should undertake. Um, In future podcasts, we'll do our very best to cover some of those more specific issues that I just referred to, like asset consultants and investment committees and so on. So in summary, we think, one, you should review a current value prop and proposition and work out what you want it to be. What role do you want to play in the advice and services that you provide to clients around the management of their investments? Step two, uh, sorry, in doing in, in doing that, we think you should also obviously consider the client experience and uh, what they need. What would be the best possible client experience look like and what would you need to improve? Thirdly, speak to your current licensee about your options and what they can offer and how they can support your plans. If you hold your own AFSL, we would suggest you seek legal advice from a specialist lawyer who has a detailed understanding of the financial services, the licensing regime, and how managed accounts can be actually delivered in the current and proposed regulatory environment. In our experience, generalist lawyers do not have that specialist knowledge and experience that you will really need. And then think about your legal structure that you're likely to adopt. What are the pros and cons of each? And can you actually deliver uh, through the structure that you are anticipating, given your current licensing arrangement and approvals? I think most importantly, seek independent advice. Now, in the managed accounts space, if I could call it that, there are many service providers in the market who, who claim to know a lot about managed accounts and what may be best for your clients and for your business. In our experience, some do have a lot of very good material and knowledge and they can offer some great support and can be very helpful. But I think you need to always remember that many of these service providers have their own chosen business model or option that works for them and their shareholders. And so that's what they offer. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's the best solution for you and your clients. Uh, The reality is that when you go and see them, they're going to talk to you about what they believe is the best solution and what they offer. Um, So you're not going to necessarily get every single option laid out for you. Now, that may not be the best thing for you or your your business, as I said, or for your clients. And so you need to seek independent advice uh, from a specialist who isn't conflicted from helping you to uncover the options available to you, because it really depends on what you're trying to achieve. Not all firms have the same needs or the same level of uh, problems or issues that they're trying to, 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 to fix. So um, the solution isn't always the same. So that's pretty much where we come in at Intama and uh, we're independent consultants who've assisted our clients to navigate through this sort of maze of issues that they need to consider. We've got real uh, life experience in actually helping clients implement these things, uh, managed accounts and so on. Um, and so really what I'd encourage you to do is to get in contact with us if we can be of any assistance to you. Mm-hmm.